This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We've been taught that having negative emotions is bad, but feeling angry, sad, or overwhelmed is normal. Visit BetterHelp.com allies and learn to process those difficult emotions. Hello, you made it look so easy. <laughs> Welcome to the Easy Eyes Podcast. I'm Daniel Bloodworth. I expect three people to get that reference at most <laughs> without looking it up. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Chris LaRue for updating our graphics this week. Uh, and uh, I'm joined by Ben Moore. Shock and awe. <laughs> Brad Ellis. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, hey. <laughs> and in the control room, Isla Hank and Don Casanova. I, I see you've onboarded the comments about starting it with NPR voice in the most bizarre way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I Almost it. all of I those comments it. are just from you. But right. <laughs> that, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> those are the only comments I'm aware of. <laughs> Uh, friends, we're here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in video games this week. Uh, we're going to talk about Death Stranding 2, uh, which is apparently happening. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, V Rising, sounding like crazy. Yeah, uh, that game's cool. Yeah, and uh, PlayStation's got some big moves for the future. Uh, but before we do that, we must answer for the mistakes we made in the last episode. Isla, begin corrections music, please. Boop. So, sort of a correction to a correction, maybe a clarification, because it wasn't entirely incorrect. Uh, but uh, diuretics do increase the flow of urine, but too much of a diuretic can also lead to diarrhea. I knew it! Source, I work for a vet. <laughs> uh, Sounds like an interesting podcast last week. <laughs> <laughs> it actually goes back a couple weeks, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had asked about whether prominent PlayStation IP had any presence on mobile, and there have been a few. Uncharted Fortune Hunter came out in 2016 and was actually just shut down in March. Ratchet and Clank Before the Nexus came out in 2014, and Run Sackboy Run came out in 2015. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot else, though. Uh, I looked at the PlayStation mobile profile on Google Play, and most of the titles are like companion apps for MLB The Show. Remember all the PlayLink games that Sony did a while back trying to like jump onto the Jackbox thing? Right. Um, and then uh, there's this God of War AR thing called Mimir's Vision. <laughs> I've never okay. heard of half of this I, stuff. I, I, yeah. And it's basically like you look at the map of God of War and like click on things and get lore. And that's pretty much the whole idea. Okay. All right. <laughs> Was there a Wipeout game too? Somebody mentioned that, but I haven't. I, I didn't look that one up. Okay. Okay. I didn't see okay. it on there, but I, I, I think that there was, is one. But yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, we kind of gave Sony a pass on not including any Vita games in the PlayStation Plus. Uh, but someone pointed out that PlayStation TV exists. There's all these games that you can just play yeah, on a TV. There's no reason true. to be limited by touchscreen except for maybe select titles. That's true, Bloodworth. Maybe, hopefully, down the line. Yeah. 
Um, I said there was no Little Big Planet on the list, but I was looking at the PS3 list. I forgot back on the PS4 list was Little Big Planet 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just too down, right, too right, far right, down right. on the list. I didn't, I didn't look back up. Uh, Isla said uh, Godric or Godfrey was at the round table hold telling her where to go. Those are both bosses. Listen, this isn't my fault. Ouch. This is Gurm's fault. Also, spoiler, Ouch. spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. And then I stopped talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, she clearly meant uh, Gideon. I meant Gideon. Yeah. Off the all-knowing. Obviously, all-knowing. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, if you have a correction, leave it in the YouTube comments. You can leave that on either the public version of the podcast or the Patreon version that has no ads and some extra love and respect questions. Use the word correction and put a timestamp in there so I know what the heck we were talking about. Because There'll be no corrections next week. Yeah. We tend to forget Zero. what we were talking Zero. about. And corrections music. Boop. All right. First off, uh, a bit of an unintentional announcement. Uh, in an expansive interview with Leo Magazine, largely focused on the end of The Walking Dead, Norman Reedus was asked about his involvement with Death Stranding and Hideo Kojima and indicated that a Death Stranding sequel is in the works. Yeah. Uh, quote, it took me maybe two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything. Uh, it takes a lot of work. And then the game came out and it just won all these awards and it was a huge thing. So we just started part two of that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just super loose. What if he's talking about PT? That is that is so loose. Like, <laughs> I, as the lead character, how I, I just I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know maybe because he comes from the TV world, and it maybe. seems like less, you know, strict about keeping things tight. Maybe, maybe. But at the same time, if it's you know, if Norman Reedus like accidentally blew up my car or something, I couldn't be mad at him. I'm yeah, that's like, oh, all right, Norman. That's what it's I was going to say. I feel like Norman Reedus. Because kind of has that loose vibe, yeah. you know, where it's just like, oh, there he goes He'd again. Be like, oh, <laughs> sorry, dude, and like really yeah. mean. She's like, yeah. I can't be mad at you, Norman. It's all right, dude. Uh, did you see though the uh, the tweet that Kojima put out? That yeah, day? it was like the walking with him kneeling down. Yeah, with the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was awesome. I did not see that, but that sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it was a really funny response, and obviously he must have taken those photos a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. Is excellent. Uh, but the leading question here uh, that I think we all kind of have on our minds is, do we actually want another Death Stranding? Uh, I do not, which sounds negative, but it really isn't. Mm -hmm. I think what I like about Death Stranding is how weird and unique it is. And, of course, Death Stranding 2 would also be unique, but I... I don't know. I don't think everything needs a sequel. And so... Death Stranding was so weird and, like, kind of this perfect celebration of Kojima's independence that I would be much more excited if he's like, okay, we're going to go this new direction mm. now. You know, like, we're going to do a totally different genre, a totally new world, a totally new characters. I can imagine after the response, like Norman was saying, after the response to Death Stranding... You know, maybe you feel energized and excited and, like, all that time you spent developing this thing, you want to continue it. And so I get that impulse. But I feel like Death Stranding was its own singular thing. 
Uh, and it's it's hard for me to get over that, but what I'm the finding, Last of Us also felt that way. So. Right. right. <laughs> Very true. What I'm finding myself wishing for, because, yeah, I agree completely, but if they are going to do it, what I hope for is something just in the world, but very different. Like, it's like you play as like a mother in this world trying to find her kid or whatever. Like, completely right. different. And like, maybe years later, like 20, 30 years later, which could have some fun implications. Like, yeah. But something set in the world that isn't about delivering packages would be cool. <laughs> yeah. That's where one of the things that gets kind of interesting and tricky for me though is it's like okay what's is the concept of death stranding the world or is the concept this crazy like hiking simulator you know yeah. like oh, what, right. what is Play. the part of the thing that what the is going to continue genre. yeah yeah i i think that's what it is i think even more so than the delivery part i, I think the the beating heart of death stranding is your interaction mm-hmm. with other players and like that was so cool in death stranding and implemented in in, in such a unique way where if like they want to expand on that right outside of just the context of deliveries or what we saw in Death Stranding 1 that could be really cool I'm personally okay with a sequel like mm. I think I'd be more excited if it was something new but Death Stranding was insane I mean all Kojima's games are insane so I'm, I'm kind of like curious to see what they'll do to separate this game from part one especially if they lean into like the horror aspects more of this right like, I'm into that. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that I kind of do have concerns with is, you know, part of the appeal of that game, you know, when you were seeing it in previews and, and all of that, and even just starting and, and getting mm-hmm. into it, it's just like you're unraveling the mystery of, like, what what is, what is happening? Yeah. And it feels like even if it is still a little bit, like, obfuscated, by the time you get to the end of the game, most of that stuff makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense to you, you can look up somebody who sure. will try to yeah, explain yeah, yeah, yeah. it to you. Yeah. So it, it's there's a, And there's a lot of things that are like, I don't want to spoil, but it's it's sort of like, well, you've, you've kind of ended all of that, so how do you open it back up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. there's a... I totally understand people being skeptical, and like, I am too, but... I don't know. I, I guess I just feel like if they want to make the game, I'm happy they're able to make the game. And if mm-hmm. they feel like they have something to tell, I want to see what it is. But if it'll end up actually feeling worth it in the end, I don't know. And maybe they're working on another game, too. Who knows? That's actually something I, I, I think is very realistic. Because if he's saying we just started. Right. They've been... I know there's I don't the think Kojima's been sitting around. Yeah. yeah I know I, they did directors they have another cut all game. that. But yeah, they might have another game. Well, and also, like little inside baseball, I guess, but, like, we got several copies of Death Stranding incredibly early, and they were like, there won't be a day one patch, game's done, it's fine. And right. That's, like, so rare. Like, it didn't take them very long to make that game, like, kind of comparatively for its size. And when it got to us, it was just done and ready. And that was, like, a month and a half before release or something? It was, like, crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I... I think another thing that I really felt consuming Death Stranding is, and I, I've, I'm of two minds about it, but like on one hand, I appreciate the absolute eccentric nature of Kojima and how I can never quite predict where he's going to take me. But at this point, that eccentric nature is so built into his brand that like, 
it being crazy is like kind of boring at this point. Mm. You know what I mean? Where sure. like some of those long conversations, some of those crazy moments, <laughs> it's just like you've you've done this in, in the same way before, right? And so when if that Death Stranding 2 trailer comes out and it's like, I have no idea what's going on, it's like that will feel par for the course. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think that, that that's something that's also like weirdly dangerous is I want to be able to look at something and not immediately go like, oh, this has Kojima all over it in the same way. I still want it to be his game. I still want mm-hmm. to have ownership over it. But, you know, like, if it's another, if it's along the lines of of a baby giving a thumbs up, like, I, I've been down that path right. before. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, weird can only carry you so far, I yeah. guess. I guess I'm more interested in the what he'll do for gameplay. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of story. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I, Director's Cut is a weird thing to me because it's like as much as I love that game and as much time as I put into it, like when that Director's Cut came out, I was like, yeah, I, I don't see myself hopping back in even mm. though it looks like there's significant things. I mean, even before Director's Cut, like just, they just kept adding gameplay yeah. elements yeah. to that game. Uh, so, you know, and they were like, what, they put racing in there? Right, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. That's the thing, like, the, the the balancing mechanics, the combat got better, the the vehicle stuff, like, the beached things, all the gameplay mechanics are so cool that you could, like, you could make, like, 18 different games out of any one of those mechanics, and it would be fun and rewarding. So I think they, they could explore a lot more in that world. I just, I don't want it to just be literally the same thing again. Right. Because we don't need it. Well, and then... Um the other thing too is it's like Kojima is locked in to Metal Gear. Yeah. And how many so times long. did he right. say, I, you know, I'm all right, I'm done. And right. then yeah. the money just made him come back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's honestly, I think that's where a lot of my feeling is coming from is, you know, seeing him having to slave away at Metal Gear for so long where it's like, dude, you can do anything. You can do anything. You know, you, but. At the same time, if this is what he wants to do, mm-hmm. more yeah. power to he him. He did. That's Zone why. right? Did he mm-hmm. do both of them? He, yeah, he worked on Zone of the Inners 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah. That's why I was so surprised by this news. I was like, really? You could do anything and you're going to do the same thing you used to do? Just the same stuff yeah. over and over? I don't know. Yeah. I want to say he was producer on Zone of the Inners, but I could be wrong. Okay. Can, I'll yeah. check. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's, you know, like we were saying, I think that there's a chance that there's another game mm-hmm. in between. Seems um, to be like with most big studios nowadays. Yeah. And then. Spoiler for it, we want to jump to the next thing. Will we actually like have a time jump? Will we see possibly, yeah, a grown up BB? Yeah, that, <laughs> maybe. That, that was what I was gonna. That was what I was kind of <laughs> thinking. Is like you could play as BB. He's just he's just a a big baby. Like he looks exactly <laughs> the same, but he's you know well, of an adult height. Since or, we're in spoiler territory, she. But yeah, right. She, she. She. I could see a mech suit for BB. And I'm not kidding. Or absolutely, That's or she's totally in line with or she carries <laughs> Dormin Rita's around. Yes. <laughs> or she grew up in that the, would be amazing. You just deliver Dormin Rita's. She grew up in the vat, but they didn't take her out of the vat, so the vat's just a helmet now, mm-hmm. and so her body is normal, and she has her head in the vat thing. No, they took her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I know blood. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it does, you know, because. 
if you, I had to go back and like rewatch and re read some yeah, of the explanations. Of, well, like, how did that I thing end everything. again? Yeah, I've yeah, and it's <laughs> somehow like, yeah, one of the, the best. Was a she. Somehow Sam's whole thing is like part of what caused all of the Death Stranding and him mm -hmm. being reborn and everything. And so it just yeah, like it got pretty weird. Yeah, and it's uh, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of those things that it's like okay, well there is, there are definitely unique unique aspects to both of these characters that mm -hmm. could impact the whatever spiritual significance of all that craziness, and uh, yeah, yeah, could could see it could be something entirely different. Yeah, it could be yeah. Something that I will say about Death Stranding is I feel like a lot of the moments that really hit me and the moments that I walk away from be like that was some of my favorite stuff in the game where it was definitely near the end um, and so I hope just from a storytelling perspective it's a little bit more smoothed out right <laughs> right <laughs> oh designer okay yeah Zone of the Enders designer is Hideo Kojima and Nobu Yoshi yeah, you say it Nobuyoshi Nishimura. I'm bad at pronouncing. <laughs> I'm bad at pronouncing names of from everywhere. Um, yeah, uh, I was. That's what I was gonna say, Ben. Like the um, one of the best like emotional scenes maybe in video games is toward the end of Death Stranding where he's like the guy's crying and he like takes off his mask. Yeah, yeah. It's like so good. <laughs> I don't know. Um, There's also a lot of that, which I wonder. You know, if they. They just didn't want to go over budget, but there's so much storytelling in that there's just text. Well, yeah. one of my one of my favorite stories uh, is followed up on via text, and like I think it's like when you reunite these people, oh, and then it doesn't yeah. go the way that they think it's going right, to go. Yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. that stuff was great. The couple, yeah, yeah, that was shocking. Yeah, I wanted I wanted more of that. Definitely interested to see where it will go when this game gets revealed in and two if, and a half years. I'll be there. Keely will be in it again. <laughs> Keely will be in it again. You'll play as Keely. Yeah. <laughs> I just want him to put Keely in with an eye patch. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> Hello. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, financial news and reports over the past couple weeks, and at first I didn't think I was going to really include this, but there's actually a lot of crazy stuff. In uh, PlayStation's new uh, investor relations report, uh, basically talking about the big, bold new directions for, for where PlayStation is going. Mm -hmm. So we'll go over like each of these kind of subtopics one at a time. Uh, first of all, just some nitty gritty like PS5 sales compared to PS4. Um, PS5 outsold PS4 in the first year, but then it undersold in year two because of the supply constraints. And then Sony expects to close the gap in year three and then surpass afterwards. Uh, but they put up a chart comparing sales figures uh, in November 2014 versus November 2021. And so in the U.S., the PS5 sold 80,000 units in 82 minutes. And it took PS4 nine days to sell 80,000 wow. at the same point in its life cycle. So they're saying PS5 is going at a rate of 1,000 per minute versus PS4 uh, six per minute. Damn. In those Novembers. Business is booming. Yeah. So you look at that, and then you put supply constraints on top yeah, of it. Yeah, that's true. So it's kind of crazy. Uh, but then, yeah, so the first really big thing is uh, they talked about PC stuff. Yes. Yeah, boy. And so they revealed some sales figures. So Horizon Zero Dawn, which they put out in August 2020, has sold 2.39 million copies. 
Days Gone, which was almost a year later, May 2021, 852,000. Uh, and then God of War, which was this year in January. Days Gone. Uh, 971,000. <laughs> yeah. And they say they ex- that this is the craziest part right here. They expect PC sales to grow from $80 million in, in uh, fiscal year 21, which was the one that just passed, to $300 million this next yeah. fiscal year. So more than three times as much. So You know what would help with that? Yeah. Bloodborne. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, they're remaking Oh, that my God. Game. Sure. Whatever. Just put it on PC. Um, and they expect half of their annual releases to be on PC and mobile mm-hmm. by 2025. Yep. Yeah. The gap will shorten. I don't yeah. know if it'll be day and date still yet, but probably within a year from now on. Yes. Like, there was kind of like leaks showing up of Returnal coming yep. now. Which was on the NVIDIA leak also. <laughs> Prophecy once again coming true. As much as I enjoy Days Gone, Returnal deserves your attention so much more. <laughs> right. Play Returnal. <laughs> oh, Returnal's it's so good. Really good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. And and Nixus was one of their purchases yep. in the past yeah, couple yeah. of years. They had they had that on there. Um, they had mentioned that too, that like they're not done with mergers and acquisitions. Yes. It's easy to forget that PS Now is also on PC. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is gonna be Coming the uh, the new PlayStation Plus yeah. stuff, but yeah, you'll be able to to keep streaming on PC. And they still got some big guns. They haven't released some PC like Spider Man. Like that right. would be huge. That's a big gun. That's a yeah. big one. That's a big gun. I mean, yeah, three games. I mean, it's they they've released nothing. That's yeah, what, barely. That's anything. why it's funny because it's like their slide said something like exponential growth to uh, on PC sales. You know, to, sus- yeah. to be sustained or whatever. I'm like. You have exponential growth because you've only put out three games. Yeah, yeah exactly. You went from one game to two games to three games. I, I imagine Last of Us is like on Hopefully. the docket. Yeah, especially yeah. with Uncharted, the Uncharted collection coming. Um, and those rumors of that Last of Us remaster coming out this year. I, I they just I, my only hope is I'm glad that they're doing all of this, but that the gap closes significantly between. Mm-hmm. PlayStation and PC releases. Yeah, Returnal would be the smallest gap mm. that actually does come out this year. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if we'll get into like a year window from now on. Right. Seems to be what they're going to do with um, their new PS Plus games also. It seems to be like a year gap between them. But, man, I have to imagine that the, this double platform release maybe would allow for like riskier first party ideas as well Mm. where it's like okay well you know this isn't this idea maybe isn't going to sell as well as an uncharted or a spider-man or horizon but we know you know it's going to find moderate success on playstation moderate success on pc therefore we can invest in it ben you're leaning right into the next point hey they're expanding on new ip Yay! So they had this slide up. So they said in 2019, 77% of their titles were existing IP. 23% were new. Uh, 2022, 66% were existing. 34% new. By 2025, they want to do 50-50. Half their games, new IP. That's exactly what they should do. Yeah. Well, they got how many live service games in the works? Like 10? Uh, they got 12 in development. Two unannounced live service games are supposed to launch this year. <laughs> right now on their chart, they're saying the only live service game, the only one that they count is MLB The Show. Oh, really? Huh. So that's a big, big expansion. Yeah, that's big, yeah. I do hope we get smaller I mean, games, though. If them. you 
right? If they, they they've already gone on record saying that they want to invest more in live service, and it's like doing that in conjunction with doing new IP makes sense because why go through the bad press of turning something that isn't live service into it? into live service? So this this gives them a clean avenue where they don't have to deal with that expectation or history. Yeah, yeah, smart. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Well, and they kind of tried with Destruction All Stars, right? And, and right. That yeah. Just really, it didn't have the like the lasting gameplay hook. To no, keep people I don't going. think a game like. And that. it was also full price game. Yeah. Other than the PlayStation Plus release. Yeah, they'd be better off doing like an IP like SOCOM for free to play or something like yeah. a live service game. Something that like fits more into that that market, I guess already. Mm-hmm. I really hope we but get that. S- that wouldn't be new IP. But, I know, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, the idea of something like that. I just hope we get more small games like Puppeteer and stuff like that. Right. Miss things like that. Yeah, I want weird Sony stuff. I agree. Yeah, I Do feel we- like we've lost a lot of that since they kind of, like, diminished Japan Studio. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity Rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more Gravity Rush would be cool. I'm glad that those are on the I know, I'm Plus. really happy about yeah. that. Um... Another interesting fact, they were only talking about PS4, but PS4 digital sales versus disc-based basically flipped since yeah. 2013. Yeah, yeah. So in fiscal year 13, uh, digital sales were 20%, uh, and in uh, 21, now they're 80%. Mm-hmm. So the the minority is on buying discs now. Um, free-to-play games have risen from 5% of PS4 store spending in fiscal year 16 uh, to 25% last year. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So big, big, big games, games there. V bucks. Yeah. Um, although I think they're just talking about first party stuff. Mm. Uh, For first party, like yeah. MLB. Or maybe, no, they're talking about all PlayStation stores. So yeah, actually, yeah, that, that would, would be like for Call sure. of Duty and all that stuff. Yep, FIFA yep. or whatever. Uh, they talked a little bit about uh, PSVR two. They're saying they've got over twenty titles. That's very. Are you ready for launch? Good to hear. That is good. Hopefully, to hear. Uh, I'm excited. Astrobot will be there. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm really the, hoping for Astrobot that's, stuff that's all around. That's the big one. That'd be huge. <laughs> hoping for RE8. RE Village VR apps just going yeah. to say Hopefully that. Yep. That'd be sick. That would make perfect sense. It would make... I I bet it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> was Dreams in v, PSVR? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully it'll get PS5 support. Yeah, they're still they're still doing some stuff with Dreams, too. I know, but like yeah. no one... I don't know anyone like that talks about that game like ever. Right. Sadly. I wonder... If there's any chance, because with the Silent Hill rumors, there was like there, there's supposed to be smaller games included in that revival. I wonder if one of those could be a VR experience. Right. Sure. There's supposed to be a Horizon VR game. Yeah, there is. On there. I forgot yeah. what it's called. Like something it's a mountain. mountain something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a smart idea. If you're putting big IP on your VR, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that that's something that Sony did a pretty good job of when they launched PlayStation VR is attaching well-known names to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call of the Mountain. That's Call of the is, Mountain, yeah. okay. Now they just got to get from software and make Kingsfield, and we're good. <laughs> Kingsfield oh, yeah, VR. they did that, that Deracine, right? Yeah. That you checked out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, more uh, recently this morning, there's uh, more TV shows. Yeah, in, <laughs> a lot. In the works. A lot. They're doing a Horizon show with Netflix, a God of War show with Amazon, 
and then uh, Gran Turismo. Which is very interesting. Which has not been given a platform, but yeah. That's the one I want to watch. <laughs> Out of all of those that you listed, I want to watch the Gran Turismo show, and I want it to be old Japanese men talking about cars yeah. at a cafe. Yeah. I think I just saw something today, like a rumor about Neil Blomkamp being attached to direct it. And okay. I was like, what? But, to okay. Gran Turismo? Yeah, I was like, what? But maybe. I don't know. Okay. Well, they did uh, GT Academy, yeah. which I think was like part of the Viacom stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, one of game trailers. Yeah. Uh, so I, I could see it be something like like that as well, yeah. more of a reality show. I want a drama. A, a, a I, w- I wonder if with these shows, of like the creators of the games will be involved, like Neil is with the Last of Us TV show. Mm-hmm. Like he seems pretty heavily involved yeah. in that. Hopefully. Yeah, it would be it'd be very interesting to see what direction they take that. Yeah. Because yeah, you're like you're saying, like Gran Turismo just has this whole like upscale museum vibe to it. Yes. Yeah. It does. And it, like, it wouldn't make a lot of sense yeah. for it to be like Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I want it to like use the PlayStation camera to scan you before you sit down and watch an episode of Gran Turismo. <laughs> and if if like you need a shower, it won't let you watch it. Just like no. No. You have to be clean you have you to wear to be, like a you suit to, clean. to watch that show. <laughs> you gotta be classy. <laughs> Um, and then we mentioned a little earlier, but they said, yeah, in terms of uh, future merger and acquisition activity, the answer uh, is that we are not at all finished. Uh, the purpose of these investments is to increase our core strength at PlayStation Studios, but also to acquire expertise in areas of game de- development where historically we have not had a significant presence. Yep. So we've talked about PC and what they're doing there. We've talked about mobile and the expansion they're doing there uh, and live service. But what what else do you think that... The, what is Sony like also missing that they could have? Well, they plugged, I guess, FPSs now with mm. Destiny. They have third world, third person open world story driven on lock. They're fine <laughs> yeah, there. They're good. They don't need any more of that. <laughs> yep. I think it'd be cool to invest like an RPG team, something. Like what oh, I think. Oh, yeah. And they had, like, RPG, yeah. Yeah, they had, it was like the last first party one they had. It was like Legend of Dragoon, maybe. And that was PS1. I think. Um, I feel like this comes up every time we talk about this, but I think Capcom just makes too much sense Hmm. uh, in a way that maybe some other bigger companies don't. Um, And it's just... I feel like Capcom is already so well associated with the PlayStation brand that it would fit in perfectly. And if they're expanding into PC anyway, then they have both of those avenues. Hmm. Like, th- like it, <laughs> there would just be so much power in owning Resident Evil and owning Street Fighter and owning Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's like, they already kind of have fighting games on lock almost, I would say. And if, like, you get Street Fighter, like, yeah. first party, it's like, damn. Hmm. Yeah, Then it'd be another generation of yeah. Street Fighter being console exclusive. but and then Maybe not. Oh, yeah, I guess console exclusive. But they're, console Destiny's exclusive. not. Not true. So maybe they'll... True. Spread it out. And I, then they buy Konami and From Software, and then they just give us all the games we want <laughs> all the time. Yeah, the thing is, like, I already get a lot of those games from them. Like, I think about them buying Square Enix, and I'm like, they already right. like, have yeah. a lot of exclusive games from them. I want them to buy Konami so that they just well, make yeah, games again. Well, yeah, they're not really doing <laughs> they much. Make, they use those IPs that they're not yeah. using, yeah. Yeah. I wonder, um, talking about RPGs and having something in-house, so, like, I wonder if... Somebody smaller like Mistwalker, you know. Yes, yeah. Mistwalker. Yeah, because I feel like that company. It's like they've 
they've got the potential, but they just don't have the, the budget right well, that's, now. Yeah. That's actually yeah, would yeah, be yeah. My, my argument is that I worry that they would be too small for Sony. Because mm-hmm. um, at one point they were like making big RPGs. Like oh, yeah. They Blue came out Dragon the gate swinging with Blue, Blue Dragon, Dragon and, and Lost uh, Odyssey. Last Story and Lost uh, Odyssey Lost, too. Was it Lost Odyssey wasn't yeah. it, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So three big ones, but then yeah, they've been doing. Um, but that was at the time when yeah. Microsoft was making that push. Yep. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, could be cool. We'll see. I. I I'm very curious what the next. Yeah. Sony. Hopefully, it'll make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interested to see what other PC games come out. What's up, Isla? I really want to play that Fantasian game. Yes. I don't have an Apple thing, so I right. can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard that game's great, too. It yeah. looks so pretty. It looks very cool. I've been cool. meaning to I've been, yeah, I've been meaning really to sit down and play. <laughs> it's just like when you have the option of playing something on your phone versus mm-hmm. not, it's like it's right. hard to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one quick thing about the TV shows. The... One good thing, I guess, right now is the bar is not very high for live-action game TV shows. No. Right. <laughs> so I think they can do much better than a lot of things. Well, Twisted Metal's still coming, right? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of things. There's, that, yeah, there's Ghost of Tsushima movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's hard to even speculate. And because there was I like, feel like anything I yeah. speculate about, I was like, oh, they've already done, already started that. Already or in the works. Ratchet and Clank, they already did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oof. So, so it's a lot of, lot of potential there. It's, uh... Funny, like this isn't even really rumor, <laughs> but uh, the the concept of PlayStation Five and Xbox Pro models coming up in 2024 was brought up this week. Yeah, checks out. That's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Chinese TV manufacturer TCL gave a presentation showing uh, they expect mid-gen console refreshes would be available by 2024. Uh, and they expect 8K support and performance equivalent to an AMD Radeon RX 7700 XT. And we're still going to be on the same goddamn Switch. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't sound like this is actual knowledge from, you know, from Sony and Microsoft's plans. It's just kind of like what they predict based on past trends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then some people have pushed back thinking that, like, by then, like, the supply shortages would just be evening out. So if anything... Like unless somehow the the like refresh actually like makes it easier to manufacture, we probably won't see these things until more like late twenty twenty four. I can see that though. Sure, but yeah, do you you, you think that like these are going to happen? Tenth, yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Pro models without the a doubt, without a doubt, absolutely. <laughs> yes. yes, both of them. There's no no yeah. question. Yeah, I mean, we already got two xboxes already two different versions of that already Starting out. yeah yeah, yeah. It is, what, what it do you even call the next xbox xbox series xx <laughs> xs make it even more confusing oh, you could you could you could even do like series pro or something series pro the only I thing is i like think that they sony will do that yeah, sony ps5 pro. pro last time yeah <laughs> ultra pro extreme pro xbox series one x Yes. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Series 1X. No one S. will be confused. No one will be confused. Sequence X. Sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox Series Cloud. That Whoa, that's actually, actually is not, possible. That's probably not far off. Well, that's, yeah, that we, we, oh, we can touch on that now. Uh, yeah, that's another thing that, that came up. 
Uh, I had that down also this week. So they've been talking about doing like a, just a cloud box separate from you know the the regular Xboxes. So mm-hmm. that, you know people just want to play you know with their Xbox account on just like any TV, just like a little stick. Um, and then, uh, but they told Windows Central uh, that uh, that they basically have, like changed gears right now. And I don't know if that means that they're ab- abandoning the idea of doing a stick, or if they're just like going to like re-engineer it or what. That's but, what I think it meant to me. Yeah, but here's basically what they said about it, and it's it's been uh, codenamed Keystone. Uh, they said we have made the decision to pivot away from the current iteration of the Keystone device. We will take our learnings and refocus our efforts on a new approach that will allow us to deliver, deliver Xbox cloud gaming to more players around the world in the future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What, I whatever they're, they're like, doing was not good enough for them. It's definitely something that they're pursuing. Yeah, But totally. where it's going to be from here on out, I don't know. But, yeah, you guys think that we're just now, we're now stuck with buying two machines every generation? Yep. <laughs> for now, for a little bit, we will be. At least. I just don't know why you wouldn't do a refresh for so many reasons, right? Like, it's it's a proven model that works. It's something that you've already built into your existing audience to expect. There are many other similar products where they're used to this. It's mm-hmm. like... This is, yeah. Yeah, and it's like... it With gaming specifically, right? Like... You can rally it around, like, a huge marquee thing. Like, there's so much power in being like, yeah, you could play the new Assassin's Creed that's 10,000 hours long on your current PS5, but if you play it on the PS5 Pro, right, like, the audience is primed for that, you know? So it's, yeah, I I mean, you can can understandably complain about it. I do not think it's going away. No, 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 no. Like, it's already standard in the tech industry already. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. Everyone is already used to doing this. Yeah. One thing I think is interesting is, at least on the Xbox side, is how they've made that, like, very seamless. Mm-hmm. Like, whether you're playing on an Xbox One or Xbox One S or mm-hmm. X or Series S or Series X, like, you boot that thing up and it just feels like it's the same device. Yeah. You know, it really just comes down to... You know the specs that make the difference from one right. Yeah, the interface is like the same and everything, almost in a way that's underwhelming. <laughs> it was like when Bruce put it up, like, <laughs> all right, I guess it's my new Xbox. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I was gonna say when I started up the Series X. I was like, that's the same ass HUD. What's going on? I want a special treat, but no. Um, is this something we even want to hear about at this point? <laughs> Just like. Oh, you mean a hardware refresh? Yeah, so many people haven't even even for, gotten the first yeah, version. Yeah, for <laughs> for me, who was lucky to have one, you know, early, I was like, I'm, I'm hell yeah, I'm ready. I'm a but I am an enthusiast like all of us here pretty much. Mm-hmm. We are pretty much always going to go to the next one because we totally. want that. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely the consumer that always wants my games to look and run as good as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And understandably, that is not everyone and that's okay. Uh, but yeah, like I'm, I'm there. I accept it. I want it. If you can, if you can make it better, this is like the thing I've devoted my life to. I want it to be better. Yeah, we've been begging Nintendo to do this for right, forever. Right. <laughs> and it's something it seemed like they were going to do yeah. when they first talked about this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of surprising that they haven't done more along those lines. Mm-hmm. 
That uh, is what's so weird about this, though, is that and Yo in chat says that same thing. It's like we're, we've got chip shortages so much that they can't even get out the 8,000 a minute that everyone wants to buy or whatever it was, 1,000 a minute. It's, it just seems presumptuous to be talking about the next one. Right. You can't even supply the current but one. But I think but this, because this it's coming from This is the kind of a... planning they need to do, though. Like, yes. True, that's true, how these. Maybe. That's yeah. how these... Yeah. 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 I think that it's because it's coming from a TV manufacturer. It's like they're wanting to sell TVs and they're right. wanting to sell yeah. 8K. And so they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The new consoles, they'll do 8K. Yeah, of course. You know? yeah. Like Sony and Microsoft aren't sitting around and they're like, should we do it, bro? Like they have, they that thing has been in the plans for years. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. 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 As soon as they were designing the PS5, they were probably already thinking about the Pro model or whatever. I think one of the biggest things for me, just not even like a power concern, is just like make these things smaller. That's what oh, I was just please. Say. The PS5 Especially is so the PS5, weird. Yeah. Will it be Ugh, smaller? It's so big. Slim it down. Yeah. Um, and then, oh yeah, and then the other side of that is, you know, obviously this is like two years off, anyways, but it's like. It feels like we haven't seen, we haven't even tapped into what these machines right, can yeah. be. Yeah. And yeah. Nothing feels like yeah. super next gen. Well, I, but the, the thing is, that is coming and COVID threw off everything. Yeah. So I think in, by the time we're going to seriously be talking about these things, I, that will be less of a concern, naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, Final Fantasy 16 will feel it. We'll feel <laughs> God it. God of War Ragnarok, yeah. Yeah. Many well, things. Well, yeah. that's God cross of War gen. is cross gen, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. We haven't even abandoned the PS4 yet. For now. Yeah, but I'll be playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else Ben's been playing? V Rising. V Rising. Brad, did you pump into this? Jump into no, this? No, I, I installed it, but I haven't played it yet. Okay. So, total surprise hit. Uh, it's sold over a million in the first week, 500,000 just in the first three days. You might not have even heard of this. I didn't hear about it until Frame Traps. So we're going to have Don run some B-roll here uh, just so you get the, the launch trailer so you get an idea what this game looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically a vampire-themed survival game. Yes, that's exactly correct. Yeah, launched in early access uh, last Tuesday on the 17th from Stunlock Studios in Sweden. They only have 35 people on that team. Yeah, they said they did, they understandably did not expect it to be oh, such a big hit. Right. But uh, I think the 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 elevator pitch that I would say for anybody curious about checking this out is how it incorporates being a vampire into the the survival elements in a really interesting way. Where like, yes, of course you have to go and forage for materials, but if it's sunlight, right, you have to dart between trees to hide right. in the shadows. Um, and like when you feed on things, the type of blood that you consume will give you different abilities and there's all, there's all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but I've really enjoyed what the time that I've put into it, but I think what's even more telling about this story is I wouldn't have found out about it if I didn't log into Twitch and see a bunch of big streamers playing it. And that's how I got curious about it. And I imagine that that is exactly why this game is on the rocket trajectory that it is. You mm-hmm. know, you get Shroud, who is addicted to V-Rising, or at least it's what his title says, right? And he's playing it regularly, or, or, or Lyric, or whoever, right? These big names, and, like, nothing puts a game on a map these days faster than that. Yeah. And, like, no traditional video game outlet has a fraction kind of, of the power right. of big streamers, yeah. It was like uh, Vampire Survivors... Kind of blew up also yep. like that, and yep. it reminds me of like Valheim, you know, just blowing up. Right. It's really fun to see these like 
kind of small game to blow up out of nowhere. Well, especially because again, like this game's not done. Like, right, this it's game early just access. Launched into yeah. early access. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Valheim was like that too. It was like I think it still is in early access. Yeah, the 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 zeitgeist for these games rise and fall before the games are even out. <laughs> right. <laughs> but for but for such a the thing is is like yes, that's true. They definitely rise and they definitely fall. But when you're talking about super small teams, right? Oh yeah. Like even if it drops off significantly, that's still a huge oh my win God. for them. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Huge, humongous win. The huge financial injection that they yeah. get is yeah. just incredible, and it allows them to do way better mm-hmm. things. I'm curious, uh, can you think of any stories like this where something has been so big in early access and then just never hit 1.0? Oh, never came out, actually? Yeah, like never, like, quote-unquote came out. Daisy was <laughs> in turmoil for many, many, many years. Uh, Rimworld, kind of, hmm. but I think it finally came out. But yeah, Daisy's the one that comes to mind. Yeah, it's just interesting to me to, to think about that. You know, because you know, like Valheim in particular, I mean, they just made so much money, mm-hmm. and then since they don't have a big team, you have to imagine that like. You know, they they've just got to like figure out how to use that money to to build out the rest of the game. But right. if, like you're saying, if it's like kind of sloping downward before it even hits 1.0, like do they have enough from that initial tentpole, or is at some point well, the interesting like, thing not get all the features they wanted in there about V Rising is not only can you buy it and play the early access version, but there's like a founders pack that you can buy, mm-hmm. right? So that's Oh, it's like a separate purchase? It's like a separate purchase oh, wow. that you can capitalize on the zeitgeist with. So I'm, I imagine that that helps Oh, as yeah, well. that's a great idea. Yeah, Blood, I can't think of a game that like maybe didn't come out necessarily that I could think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Quickly Googling it, uh, yeah, Daisy and Besiege were like some of the longest ones. Oh, they were okay. five years each. Wow. Rest was four years. years. Fortnite was three Oh, I guess you got Star Citizen, Subnautica right? Subnautica was three years. Star <laughs> Citizen <laughs> is the answer. That's the one, yeah. yeah that's the answer. <laughs> Shout out to thegamer.com for the list. That's that was funny, dude. From. But yeah, Star Citizen, dude, for sure. That's the one. <laughs> How long has that been going? It's been a while. And the scope just gets ever bigger. I feel like it's been like 11 years or Yeah, so. I remember this was like when we were back at Game Trailers, I remember. Oh, yeah. Wow, you, bu- you bullseyed it. 11 total years so far. Wow. wow. Dude, you bullseyed it. Crazy <laughs> over a decade. Um, but is there any other any other hook to you, do you think, that, that made this happen? Or is it just really that the right streamers got interested? Is there any? Because it's just like, yeah, you've got Valheim, you've got all the imitators. Oh, God. Yeah, um... Uh, is there any other hook? I mean, I'd like, it's it's hard to answer that. You're other a vampire, than... Bloodworth. <laughs> but I mean, enough. there's a lot of vampire games too. Yeah. I, I, here's what I think it is, right? Like Valheim was extremely popular, right? But it, it it kind of reminds me of like Neo compared to From Software, where like, yeah, on the surface these are very similar, but there's enough unique mechanics here mm-hmm. that put a meaningful spin on it. I haven't played Valheim, but like I said, I think the way in which it incorporates you being a vampire in a way that goes deeper than, you know, a superficial level makes it a fun twist, I would imagine. Yeah, and I think, like, survival crafting games are super popular. So big. Super Mm -hmm. popular. I think of, like, Rust and Mm -hmm. this, obviously, like, Valheim. Mm -hmm. I think that, that genre, and especially in a game where it's, like, a... Kind of like in a sandbox, you can kind of just do whatever a lot of times. Like, 
huge and it's potential directly catering to different types of people right where it's like the first one of the, the first thing that you do is do you want a pve server or do you want to roam around with your friends in pvp right and so yeah. that's already casting a pretty a big, big net yeah that's cool of, yeah. of types of people because you the i think the thing that is easy to forget if you're not somebody actively engaging in it a lot of people only play games with their friends or mostly play games with their friends, and it's a very social thing. And so if I think that's why you see a lot of these big zeitgeists is you see those group of friends mm-hmm. looking for, you know, the next thing that they can just pop on Steam and invite somebody over into. Um, and if you fit neatly into that category, I think you're primed to do well. The yeah. barriers are usually not too high of an entry price-wise. Yeah, also. I, think, I think it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. Could be wrong. Yeah, so that's yeah. interesting because... Like you said, they have the founders pack. Yeah, which right is there. thirty, I believe. Yeah. And then, like I remember when they sent when they sent the code for you, they also mm-hmm. sent like a twenty five percent discount code off of renting a server. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, so it's like they've got their add ons lined yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, cool. Were they providing the servers themselves, or was it from a different service? Uh, I don't know the details. Oh okay. But. I would imagine one way or the other, you know, if they didn't do it themselves yeah. and they got a, a good partnership going yeah. to sell those servers. Good yeah. for you, V-Ryzen. Yeah, it's cool. Get paid. Uh, it's been a kind of a weird week uh, in terms of news. So it's not exactly slow, but it, I don't know that, like, a lot of these things have, like, a lot of, like, right digging in to do. Uh, you know, with, with Summer Game Fest coming up, it's like, unless something leaks. Calm before the storm right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it feels like that. It feels like that a lot. Uh, so we're basically going to do like an extended also this week. Uh, so we might talk about some of these things a little bit more. I might just pa- pass through them. Uh, but yeah, so also this week, uh, Glenn Schofield has clarified that upcoming horror title, The Callisto Protocol, no longer takes place in the PUBG universe. Right. My heart is broken. <laughs> oh, no. My day is ruined. My lore. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's that totally seems like a in very fact, good I'm, decision. I, I'm happier. Yeah. Yeah, I think most yeah. people are like, thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to don't worry about this bother. nonsense. Don't bother. Will there be a winner, winner, chicken dinner reference yes, in absolutely. the Callisto Protocol? <laughs> there will be like the, the face mask too. Sure. Probably. They did say there's going to be a couple of little oh, there's Easter eggs be, in there yeah. for sure. There will be. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it is the Game Informer cover story, so I haven't... Oh. I haven't seen that issue yeah, yet, yeah. but cool. uh, there's got to be a lot more info yeah. on that game in there. Yeah. So it'll be open. Excited to see it. I'm very curious once that goes public because I don't have a subscription right now. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Looking forward to it. Jump in there and find out more about that game. Hopefully, see it Summer Game Fest in two weeks. Yes, you are right, Bloodworth. That and seems just, like a guarantee. It's just one of those things because, like, yeah, yeah we have the That's Dead Space remake coming, mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways, I'm. I'm more curious about this. Yeah, a new I want to see what they're going to do. Yeah, totally. It's so funny how the gaming industry ebbs and flows, where it's just like years and years and years without <laughs> any Dead Space, and then suddenly two Dead Space things <laughs> yeah. essentially coming. Thanks, Resident Evil. Yeah. Uh, Suda51 teased that he could reveal Grasshopper's next title by the end of this year. Now. Or maybe na- early next year or whatever. <laughs> will, he just likes to tease people all the time. Yeah, he will he, like, actually reveal it or will it be, like, people in front of the actual trailer, right? And so you can't, just can't see I it. I hope it's the second it's one. It's great. Yeah, that's great. You think it'll be a new IP, probably? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> okay. A, Grasshopper is. Unpredictable. Um, what are the uh, 
like the visual novel games that you like so much? The Silver uh, Case. Silver Case. Silver Case, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the only one that I've played through is the Silver Case, but it was very good. Yes. The Gold Case. The Gold <laughs> Case. Yeah, who knows? I'm, I'm just happy that Suda and by extension Grasshopper can continue to make games. I think I think it's a very valuable flavor in the 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 giant meal that is video games. He makes interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, similar to how we're talking about just the wacky stuff Kojima coming yeah. up with. Just same thing with Suda. It's like, okay, what do you it yeah. could be any genre. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, knows? it could be it could be yeah. anything. It could yeah. It could very well be a lit visual novel. It could be bullet hell. It could be, you know, no more heroes like it could be anything. It could be no more heroes and be those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Capcom has opened up a 10th anniversary website for Dragon's Dogma. Yep. It's Woo! so coming. Um, <laughs> it's NVIDIA. so coming. All the it's NVIDIA happening. list. Uh, and during a recent investor Q&A, Capcom was asked about Dormant IP and replied, uh, we're currently putting together plans for our pipeline based on... Dem- based on demand data from the market. Uh, Going forward, we will continue to take customers' wishes into consideration while devising our title lineup, which is kind of a non-answer, but maybe give some room for more things. Blood, that was so boilerplate that I completely tuned out as you were saying. Yeah, it's it's, it's happening, though. That's all you (laughs) need to know. Basically, they're doing market research to see what people want. Yeah. (laughs) That's about it. Hmm. Hmm, 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 I wonder... hmm. I wonder what their response to the response of Exoprimal was. <laughs> hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that game. Yeah. <sighs> People were talking like uh, Dino Crisis might be on the PlayStation the classic? classic stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Where are they getting that from? Is that like... From it, the Asia like Okay. Uh, like I didn't know if that was just like raw hope no. or what it was. That'd be sick. That'd be great. Uh, cool. Take-Two has completed their acquisition of Zynga, which we found about last year, uh, for $12.7 billion, which makes it the second biggest acquisition in games history, only behind uh, the Microsoft buying Activision, which is $70 billion, uh, which is yet to go through. Right. And yet I feel nothing. I... I, Take two buying Zynga. It it means nothing to me, personally, right now. Spending any amount of money on Zynga seems wrong. It's wild. Yeah. Well, Farmville. Farmville. Farmville's still making the money, I guess. Jeez. Like, is it? Must be. It must be. It must be. Quiet Titans. Yeah, Quiet <laughs> Titans. Yeah, I just Googled current Zynga games, and it looks. It feels like I'm in 2009. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change. A group of 19 Raven Software QA employees have voted to unionize and form the Game Workers Alliance with votes counted by the National Labor Relations Board. If no objections are filed by May 31st, it will actually become mm-hmm. official. I think there's something about Phil Spencer saying they would acknowledge that, too, recently. Oh, yeah. When they buy them. Yeah. There's been some pushback, obviously, from right. Activision yeah, saying it's like only you know, a handful of people from that studio mm-hmm. should represent you know, the whole studio and that kind of thing. But, you know, yeah, uh, positive direction there. Yeah, sure. For, See how it works out. for. Yeah. Hopefully everything goes good. Uh, <laughs> quote, due to a technical error, players in Asia who have previously purchased the PlayStation Plus membership at a discount have been incorrectly charged for their upgrade pricing. <laughs> uh, but they will be getting refunds. Yeah. 
you uh, if you, you saw did it, Huber. Yeah, <laughs> if you saw Fast and Loose uh, this week, yeah, Huber was very upset. Well, about Well, I told this. him this would probably happen. Yeah, and I was right. People were getting charged years. I know how insane is that? Plus yeah, it's so ridiculous. Wanting to upgrade. So ridiculous, but and the thing was specifically about this was like if you had bought it for like you know cheaper ten percent of the normal price, mm-hmm. you'd had to basically pay back above that and much, beyond. Yeah, yeah. And if you bought years, pay the worth. difference. Yeah, yeah. It was in, it was insane. There's like no way they that would fly. <laughs> no way. Reports indicate uh, that EA is looking to possibly sell or merge. Right. Uh, and saying that they've been having talks with companies such as Disney, Amazon, and Apple. Uh, the biggest deal uh, that might have gone through was with NBC Universal, uh, and uh, they were potentially would have created like a spin-off company uh, with EA CEO uh, Andrew Wilson in charge. Oh boy! Uh, they basically just couldn't settle on a price. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think about EA and like. The only thing I can think of that I care about is Respawn at this moment. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's no doubt there's tons of money to be made with that. Like, yeah. All those sports t- titles and everything and Apex and all that. Just imagine going to Disneyland and there's, like, a microtransaction land. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well already be that. Online sure. Rageville. Yeah. Right. Too. Yeah. And it sounds like one of the things is... You know, is that he's looking for that that CEO spot? Yeah, like that's like one of the things that's got to be in the deal, whatever they do. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting. Yeah, totally. Can you imagine that amount of like power? Just be like, hey, (laughs) I I want you to buy my company, but I get to be the boss. Otherwise, we don't do it. Right. It's just like yeah, like Andrew Wilson being CEO over like NBC Universal. It's like wow. Yeah, what? I can't imagine having a conversation where billions of dollars are on the line. Like, I don't think I could handle it. Yeah. Well, that's the same, too, that, like, a lot of commentators have come out saying, like, yeah, this is just stuff that happens all the time. Like, everyone at that level are just constantly having these conversations. Yeah, totally. And it's like, hey, you want to buy us? Especially now, it seems Not enough zeros, loser. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just watch Succession. It's, like, all the time. It's crazy. Wow. There's Top Gun crossover content now available in both Microsoft Flight Simulator and Ace Combat 7. (laughs) (laughs) Ace Combat, baby. Yeah, keeping it alive. Uh, Nintendo 64 emulation on Switch still having issues. Oh! Kirby 64 is the latest, experiencing a bug in underwater levels. Oh, no. Kirby basically gets, like, stun-locked. Oh! And if underwater levels weren't bad enough on their own. Yeah, so... Essentially, yeah, he, he gets stuck in the stamp stun animation. You can't do anything. You have to reset and start the level over. That sucks. And it sounds like it's happening so frequently that like it has to be an emulation problem. Yeah, in the hopefully they'll game. fix it like they did some yeah. of the other stuff. Hopefully, but yeah. Yeah, that is the nice thing is they've at least been going up and down. Yeah, at least they have like a history of fixing it. Hopefully they do it, they do it quickly, though. It just It feels like they need more, more QA time on this stuff. They sure do. Yeah. And especially... It's not like they're coming out super fast, so figure it out. <laughs> the Quarry's online multiplayer mode has been delayed, but the game's still coming out on June 10th. They promised to add the feature before July 8th. So Damn. So we still get to do our slumber party, though. Yeah, we still get to do the, the, the local multiplayer, but if you were yeah. looking to play online... That is no doubt a bummer. Got a couple of weeks to, to wait it out. Yeah. But we're going to be waiting it out anyways, because... Summer yeah, we'll Game be Fest busy. is happening. Yeah, we'll be busy. Comes out. 
Sorry, Corey. Get to you whenever. <laughs> Sounded like you were apologizing not to the Corey, but a guy named Corey. Yeah, I was like, who's Corey? <laughs> Sorry, Corey. I know someone named Corey. Yeah. Come on, Corey. Sorry, Corey. <laughs> I know you're really hyped for this game. Is he? No. That's, I mean, that's a, <laughs> oh. that's a playthrough waiting to happen. Corey, Corey playing Corey. Corey, Corey playing Corey. Corey, yeah. Corey in the Corey. Uh, ben. Yes. That Marvel MMO that was announced last November has been canceled. I'm bummed about this. Yeah. I, I just was would be really curious how it turned out. Like, imagine an, an evolution of, like, DC Universe Online could be potentially very neat. And so just, just it not mm. happening is a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, and there are going to be DC Universe Online guys on that. There's people that were on, like, City of Heroes as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I wonder how what happened or how it fell through or if it was just, like, Marvel was, like, not this, together. this isn't, isn't going to justify I don't know. I, I'm curious what yeah. the... From what, what they there. said, and, and this comes from End Global 7, which I guess is like a partnership between Daybreak and some other companies. Um, but they stated that they reevaluated the, re the risk yeah. and their long-term goals and decided to just reallocate those resources to yeah. other projects. Big risk making an MMO. There's, there was a Marvel mobile game, because they, they have several Marvel mobile games, and there was one that they shut down. Recently, mm. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like Marvel isn't just the, the win button. It's not the cash button. No, right? Avengers well, shows that. It definitely adds yeah. something. Yeah, but there's still risks. And the MMO field is very risky. Yeah, definitely. I I just feel like um, what is the name of it? Why am I blanking on the name? The one that Brandon plays all the time. That I've also played. The auto battle one. Yeah, I, I feel like something? Future Revolution. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that is a good lesson of, like, the thing is, is, like, everybody wants what the Avengers was supposed to be. Like, I, I do think there is room there for a persistent online console PC Marvel game uh, outside of the story-driven stuff like like um, Spider-Man or Wolverine and so on and so forth. So it's just, it's just a bummer that it's not going to Yeah, there. I wonder if this game people like want to play as these superheroes and I imagine in this game you would be, you know, your you own. You would be your own, yeah. yeah I wonder well, if way, I feel like yeah, how's DC Universe? So the way works? DC yeah. Universe works, it's it's actually like a really cool way where you could you choose to either be a hero or villain and then depending on like what power you give yourself, you're mentored by a different hero slash villain. Cool. So like Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman or Joker and so on and so forth. Um, and so I think that would be neat where you you do like maybe some of the same things as your favorite heroes, or mm -hmm. you're in the same you know vein, almost like a martial arts school, uh, but you're not explicitly that hero, even though you get to interact with them and, and hear their voice and stuff like that. Yeah, I do wonder since you know it's you know some of the same companies as if it just felt like it was just going to bleed over too much to like to try to support continue supporting DC Universe, which they are. And oh, then also right. come out with this Marvel game. And it's like Maybe. all your players are just going to move from one game to the next. Well, I also have to imagine like launching a MMO in 2022. Well, I mean, with this thing where it was at, it probably would have launched in like 2025. Yeah. Sure, there you go. And also just like the amount of resources that an MMO takes. Yep. And it's like, I don't know. I, I could see how from their perspective, like evaluating the risk – like there's there's a high risk that you just lose money. Yeah, on it. totally. Yeah, uh, if, it, if, it, if it doesn't work out, um, 
I wonder if Avengers did affect this at all. Right. Where they're like, whoa, hold up. Right. The IP may not be strong enough to carry it alone. I wonder, though, if, like, Sony leaning more into live service and already having a ton of success with Insomniac, if that's the route that they would go, where, like, Sony could get an exclusive live service Marvel game that could maybe capitalize on things that they've already learned. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, there's totally potential there. Yeah. There is a... There's another thing that came out. Uh, I think like, there's a quote from a book that they're talking about how um, Xbox passed on the yes, Spider-Man yes, license yes. before they, they got to the Sony. Yep. And and what was even funnier Whoops. to me about that is that uh, they ended the deal with Activision early. Right. And so, because Activision had all those Spider-Man games for yeah. years and years. And... Uh, Activision had told the like the Marvel guys is like good luck good luck finding yeah. your unicorn yeah oh they found it <laughs> they found it so funny yeah that's really funny but it just goes to show it's like if you get the budget and you get the right people that really love yeah. this character and really know how to make a good feeling game yeah can, oh yeah 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 uh, and then Call of Duty Modern Warfare two. Uh, it's going to release October 28th, but they revealed their release date by putting half of their key art on a shipping dock and the other half on a ship. <laughs> and they had the ship pull up to the dock to complete the key art. <laughs> and they filmed what? the whole thing with drones. Man, that feels like 2010. It's so, so strange. What a publicity. This is what happens Bizarre. when you give people too much money. Yeah. It's just stupid bullshit. The marketing budget. Yeah. What do we do? Well, it also kind of the thing that, that happens when you have to promote a game every year and then the game yeah. starts declining. It's like, well, what can we do to get people's attention? It's like, I got hey, it. Hey, we're talking about it, I guess. We'll so. get a ship. There we'll get go. a ship. It's time for love and respect. Love and respect. From Johnny, Johnny S. I'll say S. Here's Johnny. Schroepfer? Schroepfer. Say Schroepfer. Schroepfer. Uh, hi, allies. I recently wrapped up Horizon Forbidden West and couldn't get over the animations where Aloy receives some large item, weapon, or gift upon completion of a main or side quest and just casually hides it behind her back while conversing with an NPC. For a game that's so immersive and high quality and has so much polish... I was left with a question for you. What are other examples of egregious animations or moments in a game where it takes you away from being immersed in the story? Animation-wise? Yeah, just just things like everything else seems great, and then you just got some weird things like a whoop. I I don't know. I, I do definitely feel like there are players that get bothered by this stuff in a way that I don't. I mm-hmm. An infamous example of this is like, Brandon seemed like legitimately angry that the lack of Bloodborne lip syncing, right. and like <laughs> he was I like, d- yeah, I actually just, mad about it. I just it. didn't. It, it 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 did not change my opinion of the game at all. It didn't move an inch, and so those types of things. I think just because I, I play so many games, and I am always in favor of sacrificing, you know, like maybe some immersion for the sake of playability or convenience. Right. I totally think mm-hmm. that that's okay. That I don't know if I could think of anything off the top of my head. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I'd rather have that than, like, you, I mean, you can't, you can't have, it just can't work that way. Like, your character can't carry all that stuff you're carrying in a believable way. Death Stranding did it. Death Stranding <laughs> did it, but there's no way, like, an RPG, like, AR, right, right. like, stuff that Horizon has is like, no, nah, it's probably not going to happen. And I agree, I'm happy it doesn't have all that restriction. Uh, it reminds me, too, though, with what you're saying, uh, when they, they updated Horizon for the, the, the gathering mm-hmm. animations, mm-hmm. you know, because you can like now you can yeah, people were complaining. Just like yeah, click 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 and just pick up because she would have to bend down and like collect something every time, and people got sick of it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something. I, I there's definitely been things that have, that have been weird. For me, it's just stuff that's like a glitch. Like if right. if a character moves without walking or something like that, like yeah. Geralt's horse getting stuck on a roof. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's the whole thing, right? Because I, I think about stuff like this when it's like just a gameplay choice where she's like, you know, putting something behind her back and it's gone. It's like, yeah, but I mean, like, it's a video game that like ten or fifteen years from now we're all going to look at, you know, and the graphical fidelity won't be nearly what we have at the time. So it's all just, like, abstraction, right? It's all just, like, artistic choices. It makes that, me wonder, though, know. if there's a better way to handle that than showing it, like, directly in front of the player. To yeah. like, like, she puts it to the side or something, and then after a camera cut, it's just in your inventory. Well, it's mm. like the, it makes um, me think of that T-shirt that Huber has where it's Jill Valentine with all of her inventory <laughs> on her back, and she's just, like, <gasps> like sweating. It's really funny, but it's like, yeah, she is carrying like a huge amount of stuff yeah. with her. Um, made me think of uh, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, where in a lot of ways I think it's a good-looking game, and I think when characters aren't moving, the, the, the detail on the models can be impressive, but there is just something about the way that they animate right. that it's, it's not like a singular thing. It is just all interactions that you have where it's just like there's something about the 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 fluidity of this in, in a very broad sense that makes it feel unnatural. That to me is more bothersome than like a single instance of something being out of place for the sake of convenience. Yeah, yeah. and if it's a if it's a decision that someone made versus like a graphical limitation or uncanny valley stuff, that's a that's a big different thing. Like I would I much prefer them making a choice that she puts it behind her back and it disappears than just, like, she holds it and then it disappears without even doing anything, right? Like, definitely doing something is better. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's times where, you know, even in reviews that I've I've had these moments. And just Yeah, just thinking about it, like, off, off the top of my head. Hmm. I'm not, not coming to mind. There's so Other many. Than the funniest like. glitches, you know. Just make a bag yeah. of holding in all your games. <laughs> there you go. Uh, from Austin. Hi, allies. First time love and respect poster, I believe. I just wanted to ask if any of the allies' expectations for huge reveals have dwindled since E3 2022 was canceled, and we largely don't know what's happening with Summer Game Fest 2022. Where are you at right now in terms of expectations for this next month? Great question. Um, yes and no. Like, I was talking to Isla about this, I think. Um, on one hand, like, just because I want Silent Hill so desperately, <laughs> I wish I didn't know about any of these leaks. I yeah. think it would have made the, mo- the sure. like that single moment way more exciting. But I also think that, like, 
I love games as much as I always have, and I feel like I am constantly overwhelmed with things to play. And so the fact that we are going to get any reveals, like I'm sure I'm going to be able to find something that resonates with me or that excites me, um, just because I, I feel like there's so much going on, it's hard to keep up. And so in that sense, it's hard to be cynical. I certainly don't feel like nothing is happening. Yeah, I mean... My expectations are have been just kind of set over the years of what to expect. I mean, E3 is not the same as it was and it hasn't been for a while. Like even like last year, yeah. like my expectations are pretty in line, but there's definitely going to be some stuff revealed that I'll be excited for. It's just not going to be like maybe in that small gap like it used to be of just an overload of information, which is really fun and I like, but I'm, I'm, I, there's still gonna be stuff I'm really excited about. Like I'm even, I'm, I'm honestly the most excited just to see Final Fantasy 16. Like I already right. know about yeah. that game. Right. right. Like yeah. that'll be, I'm good. Well, that yeah, that Xbox showcase. Yeah, the they Xbox showcase. So much stuff. Yeah. Because because that's the thing, you know, when you have the Xbox and Sony things is you don't know who's gonna be in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it could be any developer. Yeah. yeah. Not, not not just their own. And um. There was that Dragon Quest event today. I don't know if you saw any of it. Oh no! They showed some new Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest like, treasures. I yeah, treasures. They yeah. said more like info. more in June. Yeah, June. Is so that like, a console game or a mobile game? I think it's they, a console. It looked like a console game. I my first could be my first reaction was mobile, but I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that that's specifically what I want to know as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, it. I think Brad, you bring up Final Fantasy sixteen is a good point. Like, there are things that are already coming. Yeah. That it's like, yeah, oh. I just can't wait for that. Oh. Right. Like Dragon Quest twelve is coming. Yeah, it's right. coming. So. Dragon Zaba two is coming. Woo! Hasn't been officially announced, but yes, for sure. In our Woo! hearts, it has. Yeah. Yeah, I think the main thing to me is it's still we still have these question marks on Sony and Nintendo. Yeah. Dates. You know, we, we, what's yeah, actually coming like, out this year? Two week. Well, I mean, just the, like for their Sony. presentations. Right, yeah. You know, it's it's two weeks away, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we don't know if Sony is going to do something Anything, yeah. in that general time frame or not. I feel like Nintendo will, though. Yeah. They're more, but Sony, yeah, don't know. But, yeah, and then that's the problem. is like Nintendo's just gotten into this habit of we're going to announce our thing two days before, before it happens, and yeah. everyone just has to scramble to get, yeah. <laughs> to get in line. I am having difficulty finding out if Dragon Quest Treasures is on, like, what systems it's on. But I do know that the Japanese subtitle is Blue Eyes and the Compass of the Skies. So Love it. That's, that's Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Th- that is the only way we refer to it. <laughs> Say it one more time. Dragon Quest Treasures, Blue Eyes and the Compass of the Skies. Uh, Dragon Quest XI's subtitle from Japanese was pretty interesting as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't even remember what a subtitle was. Um... Echoes of an elusive yep, age. There it is. Yeah. But Beautiful. then with Japanese translation. Yeah, there was a wonder, Japanese yeah. translation. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think just kind of overall, it's just yeah, it's just that change in it, that the energy change. Yeah. When you have just entirely, you know, pre-produced things versus a show floor and mm-hmm. you know, a live press conference, you know, like the God of War thing. Yeah. Just, you know, they made a documentary about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it was so crazy and so intense, and there's just a, there's just a different level mm-hmm. of oh, yeah. presentation I like that. Oh, yeah. I found it. <laughs> what is it? It's Dragon Quest Eleven In Search of a Passing Time. Wonderful. Ha, huh, that, that doesn't... 
Echoes of familiar, but it doesn't sound familiar. That's what it says here. Echoes of an elusive age in search of a passing time. I I think the other thing is blood, like mentally and spiritually, I've already lamented the death of E3. Like, sure, it hasn't been what it was for a long time now, and that really bums me out. And I actually do think that we are losing something of value, but. It's not a new feeling for me anymore. Right, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking of a second ago. And I'm not even sure I know how to phrase this, but like what did more damage, quote unquote, for gamer, like for all of our expectations of E3? Like was it being let down or was it actually like that one year where Sony and everyone's press conferences were like so amazing that it blew everyone's minds forever and it set the bar just too high. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I I just think it I don't think the bar was set too high. I just think the the nature of disseminating game news has changed. Oh for sure, yeah. 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 But yeah, you know, you know, on the Xbox side too, it's like it's that same kind of thing where like you bring Keanu Reeves out on stage. <laughs> right. Right. At an event, it's yeah. a whole different feeling than like cutting to a video of Keanu right. Reeves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's totally. If you, yeah, it wouldn't have been nearly the same moment if it you had bring Vin Diesel out on stage. <laughs> Keely's got that <laughs> on a dinosaur. On a dinosaur. On a dinosaur. <laughs> I would love that. In a car on a dinosaur. <laughs> From Y2Kyle89, salutations, allies. Hello. We often talk about good games getting remakes, but what about bad games? Glover. Glover. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Watch Trash Babies. Uh, I often wonder what a sonic boom that was actually good would be like. The problem with... I can't picture that. The, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so it's an interesting like hypothetical, but from a, like, let's put this into production standpoint it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense because you re- you you're not only having to completely fix a game right so if you're remaking it and making it good you are transforming the game so you're basically making a new game so why wouldn't you make a new game rather than having to re-educate the entire public on what this game is could be all of this stuff because people are going to see it, you know, on a digital marketplace or on a shelf and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I heard that sucks, right? So you're already fighting against this tidal wave of expectation that you're just – it just doesn't make any sense from a dollars and cents standpoint. I feel like the only way to do it would be to to, – I don't know an example offhand, but, like, take a game that everyone loves but everyone kind of agrees, like, just didn't reach its potential. Mm -hmm. Like That's a a very different thing. Diamond in the rough, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. 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 I've got two words for that. Near I knew you were replicant. Near. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Balin Wonderworld. That well, near well. replicant is, is a very, <laughs> very Glover, different situation did. where there were things to be improved, but it was still very beloved. It still right. had. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely not Sonic Boom. You're right. Like there's enough Sonic games, so <laughs> we don't need to do go back to Sonic Boom. Drakengard or something maybe. Yeah, uh, I was thinking, what about like a uh, Alpha Protocol? Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and one, this wouldn't happen because it's way too obscure, but one that I enjoyed uh, and just felt like I had to give a low score to was uh, Opuna. 
Oh. That, that Wii game that like you only played with. I've the never nunchuck. played it, but mm-hmm. it looked like it. Came, it looked like it was like a scrapped Dreamcast game. Like it just didn't even look like Beautiful. it was at the same level for the Wii graphics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it like it was a very like cute, charming game. Uh, but it's it's one of those things where it's like it just got so like mired down in like fetch quests and stuff. And what was even weirder about it is it was like a lot of these jobs and things that you had to grind out were sort of in like the first half of the game. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the second half of the game, it's like all this stuff starts happening <laughs> and it starts getting really interesting and everything. Um, but then there, yeah, and then there are other things where it's just like it didn't have like a totally real ending. It's like you just kind of like pass out and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, good job back there. We're, 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 we're heading home now. It's like, wait, what? What? <laughs> what? What's going on? What? Uh, I but, feel like. Yeah, I really like that game. I feel like I want someone to give Jurassic Park Trespasser another go. Sure. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. There's something there. Yeah. That game was like, I There's legitimately liked the concept of that game so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, that's that a really good pick. They were onto something with that. With they that w- hand control. <laughs> Uh, that that part specifically is is I think what tanked it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Listen, it was early on. We were trying to figure but out how to control a game. If you want to do boob tattoo health, yes, maybe maybe we can be in talks. Yes, full titty. Reset. Maybe maybe it needs a VR remake because then you don't have to worry so much about camera control. You just look down, and you could just look down. <laughs> yeah, get a crick in your neck. Checking oh, your you health don't, all the time. You don't get a crick in your neck, Bloodworth. Trust me. <laughs> I, I'm looking at him all the time. <laughs> Blood's uncomfortable. Let's play a game. Ah! <laughs> uh, I'm just whacking things while I'm spinning uh, around. Wrong thing. <laughs> uh, from Matt Curran, aka HickRW. I really like this game. Kentucky Derby or RPG Skill Tree? Oh, man. Can we get Don in here on this? Don, go in get there. Get in here, Don. Get over on go this. Go in there. Get on this mic. Share with my Ben. Go in there. Get him. He looks thrilled. He looks thrilled? No? He's not going to do it? Come on, Don. Donnie. Is he complaining? He's coming. He's, He's coming. just taking He's his coming. damn time about it. <laughs> just get right in the middle here, Don. Well, you bump camera four. Oh no! <laughs> it's oh, really out of focus. Now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Leave it. Leave it. I can't fix it from here, so. Oh boy. We didn't need that. One. Maybe we get a, a static for this game, and then you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just. But I want to play it. Oh sure, sure. Um, but anyways, Kentucky Derby or RPG Skill Tree. Uh, this week, it's a classic either-or game. The Kentucky Derby happened this past month and inspired me somehow to come up with this idea. I am going to read a name, and you will tell me if it's the name of a racehorse that won the Kentucky Derby or a branch in a video game skill tree. Oh, boy. That's amazing. Oh boy. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, a few of these. <laughs> no, no cheating, Don. Don't look at that laptop. Yeah. We got a lot of them. So first one, Rich Strike. That's Rich a, Strike? That's a horse. That's a that's horse a for horse. sure. That sounds like, like a horse, like, yeah. That's a horse. That's a, that <laughs> does sound like a horse. Rich Strike? Yep, that's a 2022 oh. Derby winner. Okay, okay, that's okay. such a good name, Don's dude. Don's got all the horses. Rich Strike! You didn't, let me, you didn't let me pick. <laughs> you gotta let, let everybody pick. Okay, sorry. Get on mic. Oh, sorry. Everybody <laughs> stay on mic. 
Pack Mule. That's that's a skill that's tree. Skill tree. Yeah, skill yeah, tree. That's definitely. I agree, I agree. Is that Fallout? That's Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, Increasing carrying capacity. I think it might be Fallout as well. Yeah, I'm sure that one's probably a little I common. I think it is Fallout. I, I think, I think it, you're yeah, right. I think, yeah. I think it's in Fallout too. Lucky Seven. I mean both. Yeah, both. Yeah, but I'm gonna say horse on this one. Tree. I'm gonna say skill tree on that. Um, I'm gonna say skill tree. Yep, it's a skill Damn. in Fire Emblem Awakening. Oh. Gives the character increased evasion and hit rate until turn seven. Uh, I didn't know that game had skill trees. <laughs> War Emblem. War Emblem? Uh, I should go last. Maybe I'm going to say go. horse. Don was chomping at the bit, so to speak. I'd say yeah. horse from that reaction. <laughs> War Emblem. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll say horse, too. I feel like I've seen this yeah, in games. 2002, too. Derby winner. Yeah. Oh, did you know that particular horse? I remember War Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of war that's a popular name. Okay. Okay. Popular, uh, lineage. Oh, popular that's a good, lineage. good yeah. information. Street Sense. Street Sense? Street Sense. That's, that's uh, a skill. Yeah, RPG. A and a horse, skill possibly, tree? but it's definitely a skill. I know, it almost sounds like both, but I'm going to go with Skill Tree. That is the 2007 Derby winner. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm sure there's an RPG. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like it. They, they say they tried to cross-reference as much okay. as they could. No, I believe okay, Check okay. them out. I thought it might have been tried. Adrenaline Fiend. Adrenaline Fiend? That sounds like an RPG oh, thing. Adrenaline is such like a common this is such skill a good game. word. I'm going to go skill tree. I'm going to go skill tree. That feels like a skill, yeah. Yeah. Skill in Assassin's Creed Valhalla gives you witch time dodges. Oh, yeah. Broker's tip. (laughs) Horse, baby. (laughs) Definitely sounds like a horse. I could see that in Fallout as well, though. I'm going to do RPG. (laughs) I'm going to go RPG as well. It's a 1933 oh Derby winner. Oh, the 30s, dude. <laughs> That's such a 30s horse name. Oh, my God. Low profile. Oh, oh that's a tricky one. That's that tricky. is very I, I actually, good horse I actually name. feel confident that that's RPG. Yeah, I think it's a skill. I'm going to say RPG, but yeah. that's an excellent RPG. horse name. That's a good horse name. It's a skill in Horizon Zero Dawn, oh. further decreasing visibility when crouched. If there's a horse called like RPG Skill Tree or something, <laughs> I'm gonna freak out. Foolish pleasure. Horse. Horse. That's gotta horse. be a horse. Foolish pleasure coming down the line. 1975. Yeah. That's an excellent name too. Foolish. Disco started playing in my head, but the announcer was still a 30s guy. He's like, nah, guilty pleasure, whatever. Iron liege. Iron liege. Horse. Skill Tree. Skill tree. I'm going to say horse. 1957 wow. Derby winner. Right. Video games don't have that kind of vocabulary. What? <laughs> <laughs> Archaic and strange? Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. I could see so many iron leashes out there, but I guess not. Spread your wings. That's a skill tree. Oh. That's 100% a skill Spread tree. Spread your wings. I'm going to say our skill tree. I'm going to say horse. I'm going to say horse, yeah. That's from Divinity Original Sin yes. 2. Yes. Dang it. Party member temporarily sprouts wings and hovers, preventing floor surface debuffs. It's a good game. Good horse name. This is a good one. Rocket Return. 
Rocky return. Skill? Skill tree. Horse? I'm going to say skill tree. Spider-Man allows you to web and throw missiles back at enemies. Oh. oh. More literal than I thought. Savage Stoic. Horse. Oh. Horse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Horse. We're all going horse. We're all going horse. Cyberpunk 2077 oh, again. What? Increased damage with rifles and submachine guns when standing still. I had that skill and I don't remember it. Sunday Silence. Horse. <laughs> horse. 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 1989, Derby yeah, winner. America. The year of my birth. They don't use days in RPGs skills. <laughs> It'd be funny if they did, and that skill only procs on in-game Sundays. On, yeah. <laughs> Death wish. To both. Skill. both? It's definitely skill. a skill, but both. I'm gonna maybe? say skill. Skill. It's a movie, right? Yeah, it's a movie also. <laughs> uh, Divinity Original Sin Two again gives a party member a damage buff equal to percent of lost HP. Dust Commander. Oh, I love that one. Dust horse. Commander? Horse. Please yeah, be horse. horse. Yeah. I'm going to say oh, skill. I'm going to say skill. That could be a skill in like Mad Max or something. 1970, Derby oh, winner. Yeah, Dust oh, Commander. Good name. Air that's Dance. That's Air definitely dance? a skill. Yeah, that's, that's a skill. That's 100% a skill. Yeah, skill. I'm going to say skill also. Final Fantasy 15 allows you to airstrip after an attack indefinitely. Exterminator. Both? That sounds like both, for <laughs> sure. But I guess I'll go horse. I'm going to go horse as well. I'm going to go scale. I'm going to say scale. 1918, ah. derby winner. Oh, my streak. There has <laughs> to be a streak. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have another. Horse. No. I'll skill. Have another. That sounds like a skill. That's definitely a With horse. A deep, that's like a horse. deep skill tree game. That's a horse. 2012 Derby winner. Damn. Whirl away. That's that. that is a skill. Whirl away is a skill. Skill. Or it's a horse from like 1914. Yeah, I'm gonna go for a horse from the t- teens. Yeah. 1941. Oh, 41. Oh, damn. <laughs> whirl away. Whirl away. Whirl like whirlwind is so common. Yeah. Now. I thought for sure. Unpleasant dream. <laughs> Skill. Skill? That has to be a skill, right? That's, a horse. Go skill that's an also. amazing horse name if that's a horse. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles X right. increases damage to sleeping enemies. Wow, brutal. War Admiral. That's a horse. Horse, baby. Please. Yeah, that's a horse. Please that's be a horse. horse. 1937. Yes. yes. Don't Did you make a movie well. about that one? I love this. Seething Earth. That's a skill. That's a skill. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Skill. I think I know yeah. this game. God of War 2018. Yeah, yeah. Like, when in Spartan it. range allows you to throw a boulder at enemies. Oh, that moves cool. I love this too. Gato del Sol. <laughs> Please horse? be horse. That's a Please skill. be horse. That's a skill. I'm going horse. 1982. Yes. Uh, very 80s name. Blazing Aura. Skill. 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 That's Fallout, I think. Xenoblade Chronicles. Everything Everything is Fallout. It's Fallout. It's Fallout. Fallout. Fills the party gauge when activating an aura. And last one, Typhoon 2. Horse. Horse, Horse. baby. Oh, nope. Skill. 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 I'm going to say skill. I'm going to say skill. skill. I want to stick with horse. Please be horse. 1897. Yes! That's the year I was born. That was a fun game. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. Don, fix camera four, please. 
It's time for bets. This week's bet. Diablo Immortal comes out next Thursday, June 2nd. This time next week, I'm going to check the game's profile on the Google Play Store and look at the reviews. What will be the difference between the number of five-star reviews and the number of one-star reviews? So we'll take whichever one is higher and subtract the other one. Uh, And then just for fun, will the five-star reviews be higher or will the one-star reviews have more? Ben. Um, For no reason at all, I picked the number 437. Uh, Five-star will be higher. Brad. Uh, I picked 150, and I think the low star will be higher. But not not that much, though. Ayla. What? Wrong camera. Uh, I mean... How could I not? Uh, 666, baby! And I think 5 Star will be higher because maybe the like fanboys will come through. But <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think it's like just the mobile audience is so different. Like There's going to be a yeah. ton of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But well, probably the 1 Stars will be higher for sure. I, I'm in the ridiculous high ballpark here. 22,221. What the heck? <laughs> I said 1 Stars will be higher. Huh. That is amazingly high. <laughs> I have no idea what to expect for day yeah, one reviews. Clearly. Because <laughs> I was looking things up, but it's like everything I was looking up has like been out forever and is super popular. So I was like, I don't know. Last week's bet. Roller Champions came out Wednesday, May 25th. We played a little bit on Island on stream. Uh, I think Mike and Mike played some today too. Uh, last week, I asked how large the minimum download size would be as listed on the PlayStation Store on PS5. Brad bet 18 gigabytes. Damiani bet 17 gigabytes. Isla bet 2.6 googie fruits. Uh, And I bet 14.11 gigabytes. It ended up being 7.29 gigabytes. Winner is Isla. Bringing the scores to Massive Chubbs 9, Splish, and Melodorous Sea Lions 9. Tied up. Tied up again. Let me tell you about Patreon.com slash Easy Allies. Patreon is how we are supported. We are able to do everything that we do thanks to listeners and viewers just like yourself. Uh, So if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy our reviews, everything that you do, uh, go over there and decide uh, how much you think that's worth to you every month and uh, give us uh, a couple of bucks or a lot of bucks. And uh, for the $1 patrons, uh, you get this podcast uh, with no ads and you also get two bonus love and respect questions, uh, which we just had a a couple of long ones uh, this time around, uh, which is nice. Uh, and then uh, if you do $5, uh, you get early access, uh, you get uh, trash babies and spoiler modes, uh, and you also uh, get to submit to Love and Respect and the games, etc. And uh, jump in there. Be sure uh, on uh, Tuesdays I usually do the Love and Respect things and uh, get in there and, and put your questions in. Glad to see some, some new folks in there doing questions for the first time. Uh, and then on our highest tiers, uh, we give those folks some shout-outs on every podcast. And this month's shout-outs are Javawabs, Elphanis, Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb, Togi Crawford, Nick, and Anacroft. 
Shout out. Shout out. Isla, you get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Um, I would promote... Well, I haven't finished... I haven't cut Mysterious Monsters yet, but we shot some. Uh, so look forward to that. But I would say another Patreon benefit that you get is Fast and Loose. And we just shot one, and it's up t- as of today when we're shooting this. And it was a lot of fun. Any patron can submit questions and watch the show. So it's cool. It's a weird, zany show. Um, final word... There's some good TV happening right now. Yellow Jacket Severance, uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, uh, Shining Girls, Prehistoric Planet came out today, I guess. Stranger Things is tomorrow, uh, today, as you're seeing this, probably. I don't know. Obi-Wan. Go outside, I would say. (laughs) Obi-Wan as well, yeah. Um, Good night and good game. Get a crick in your neck. Just checking oh, your you health all the time. You don't get a crick in your neck, Bloodworth, trust me. <laughs> the Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. Jabowabs, Anacroth, Caleb Togi Crawford, L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Nick. Shadow 2222, Stomps. Bradley Spees, Diego Perez, Jesper Popmel Dufay, Jesse Blue, Mellow Fellow, Rob Bob Will, Roy Sung. 44 Stars, Alexander Zirianov, Andri, Arvind Rajan, Aurelien Grenier, Beaten Down Brian, Benjamin Arp, Blue, Brandon White, Brian Kruger, Bryce Hornsby, Katie Garza, Crashams, Dale Sun. Danny Vlar, Dave Red, Dimitri Zetas, Discarded Digit, Douglas Chomich, DRD7014, Edward Gonzalez, Ezdokal, Faraz Rizvi, Freya Lawson, Garrett Holfish, Gary James, G. Levin, Gregory Miller, Hayden Hargraves, Happy Gaming, Isaac Swanson, Joe Frantic, Joey Bruno, John Burns, Jose Gutierrez, Kroldemort, Lath, Luke Bennett, Mango, Marcel Markov, Mark J. Betters II, Matthew Holcomb, Matthew Pauling, Miguel Rivas, Mo Grant, Mr. One Luigi, Nathan Watkins, Oni Blackmage, Paul Sway, Pete Shoemaker, Ronka Q, Raymond Wheeler III, Robert Crouch, Robert Stoffel, Sage Mode Q, Sam Hendrick, Samsa Stormbomb, Sigma, Silent Consonant, S Snake 24, Stepan Hakobian, Stephen Thomason, T-Beaks 15, The Banana Forklift Killer, Tom Ironman, Chum Nguyen, Valmar, Walker Hope, Rack, You Know Me, Zigazich, Anish Door, Aaron Haney, Accounts Payable, Adam Henry, Alex Monaco, Alex AI, Alexander Irving, Andreas Risberg, Anthony Galvin, Antonio Coyne, Arthur Lau, Barry Tomasini, Bob Starling, Brian Foster, Briscoe Davis, Brittany Fuller, Bunny Chen, C.S. Lewis, 
Chase Caldwell, Candy Coated Thorns, Chief Uhu, Christian Semniak, Christoph Fatui, Christopher Santis, Clay Roberts, Cody Westley, Corey Jackson, Corey Landega, Culinary Stud, Cutter Awesome Hicks, Cyberboa, Damnable Nook, Dan Sebring, Daniel Wong, David Wilson, Delisi, DF, Edison S. Prada Jr., Eric Tobias, Eric Gustafson, Espen Gotchman, Ethereal Ether, Fishflop, Forever Ender, Forest, Gabriel Aberg, Gabriel Smith, George Alexander, Glenn Olson, Graham, Gustav Strombaum, Hadi Ali, Helen Y, Hitman 47, Hugo Aguilar, I Sun Chor, Ian Anderson, Ivan Swade, Jay Aldiar, Jameson Lapine, Jan Nicholas Frog Shirt Tilk, JC3, Jeff ZOVGM Easton, Jeffrey Ruchtenwald, Gerald, Jeremy Ferris, Jesse Fish, Jesse Wilkerson, Jethrin, Joey Din, John Gallagher, John McCullough, Jojo Denko, Jordan Ekman, Jordan Phillips, Joshua Vancewall, Julius Garcia, Junior Motomura, Carl Williams, Kevin Jolay, Leon Keys, Linson Wu, Liam Ahern, Luis Sabara, Lion Crown 19, Marcel Giru 017 Frolic, Marco Hernandez, Materia Addict, Matt Ferguson, Matt Karwaski, Matthew Eden, Matthew Holmes, Mazrim Tame, Megadet, Michael Clendenan, Michelle Nub, Miguel, Mikey Mizek Novak, Misuki 211, Mithers Strongbeard, Mr. Anarchy, Mr. Mattati, Nefertiti Jenkins, Nicholas Johnson, Nycrypt, Nevi Sun, Ulf himself, Orogachino, Pablo Rodriguez, Philip Higdon, Pojo TMC, RF Switch, Rafa David, Reed Johnson, Richard Ma, Rickard Enbaum, Ritz 1906, Russell Bateman, Salvers, Sam Sorensen, Samuel Copeland, Sean Pavlov, Sebastian Trier, Shauna N. Bowman, Sid Ragunadan, Seymour, Simon Anderson, Sneaky Gato, Spencer Stevens, Splontot, Stovetop Sugar, Strikeout NZ, Soltab, Super 3D Cow, Taffy 9K, Tense George, Tim Strothman, Tim Mann, Tim O'Keefe, TJ Sullivan, Toad Shadow, Toasty Soul, Tokyo Slim, Tony Knox, Travis Ng, Trevor Thomas, Tristan Howard, Trizac, Tuttle, Alton O'Connell, V8 Dave, Volker Bach, Wavy Chula, Willow Pingree, Wouter DeHaze, Zach Hardy.